Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts Jeremy and Brian, aka Mr. Probs, aka Big Tasty. Look, serving in worship and production can be one of the most rewarding experiences, but it can also feel like I'm a worship pastor and I'm a production pastor, and these are our problems. Welcome to episode 63 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, where we aim to encourage, equip, and entertain worship and tech leaders all over the world, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? You. What is up? <laughs> 63, my man. <laughs> this is actually uh, episode 63, take two. <laughs> take two, right? So it's like 64 almost. You know? So you know sometimes you just have those like those those issues sometimes at church where you forget to do something. Well, we forgot to clap. Yeah. And so I was like, we got into this thing. I was like, hey, we need to stop and start again. That clap is where it's at. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's just out of your control. Like this last weekend, right? Clip day clap. So the worship leader goes up, right? And he gets up on stage. And I'm actually mixing this last weekend. And he was like, all right, church, we're so glad you're here. Now we're about to get started. Now, Pastor Jeremy, can you fix that issue real quick and we'll get going? <laughs> and I go, I just kind of stood there. The senior pastor standing in the booth with me and he looks at me and he goes, do you have any clue what the, the issue is? I go, not even a little. And he goes, again, Pastor Jeremy, can we fix that issue? And I went, I, I literally yelled, I don't know what the issue is. <laughs> and then it hit me. Oh my gosh, I bet they can't start Ableton. So I ran over and I hit the space bar and it started. So yeah, <laughs> it happens. Apparently, they, they sent me a text message two minutes before and I did not have my phone on me. And yep. So we had an awkward start to a great service. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of awkward starts, no, I'm just kidding. Why don't we take just a moment real quick before we get too far into the podcast and tell the listeners about our awesome title sponsor, Planning Center Online. Yep. So Planning Center, they design software to help you find freedom to focus on what really matters in your ministry. It's a set of seven online applications. You can subscribe. Seven. 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 Yeah. The number of perfection. Perfect, right. That's God's number. Completion. You can, you can yeah. subscribe individually or together and use it as a full church management system. Uh, they have tools that will help you uh, check people into events and classes, receive process and track donations, organize small groups and take attendance, centralize everything you need to gain insight into your church members. You can take online event signups and payments, track and approve how and when facilities and resources are used. You can schedule volunteers in any ministry, plan your services and equip your worship team all at the same time. Oh my. You can explore and give any planning center application a try with a 30-day free trial. Free. Learn more at planning.center. Okay, so this is a little more than what planning center asks us to do, but here's a here's a legitimate real life way planning center made an impact in the ministry of my church TC3 this weekend this week. So, uh, our senior pastor and his wife were at Walmart early on Thursday morning. Um, and somebody stopped them and said, Hey, can you please pray for so-and-so she's in the hospital? There's some issues with the baby, you know? And so they get back to the church. They send out a group message. Hey, we were asked to pray for these people. They apparently go to our church. We don't know who they are. So nobody on staff could figure out who they were. So I jumped into the people suite. I found the husband. And then there's a cool thing when you use, um, check-ins and things like that for your different things that you're doing or registrations, uh, for when people like register for different events. I was able to go into their activity tab and I saw that they had been a part of our love and respect class in the fall. So I then was able to connect them with their leader 
from that uh, love and respect. And he was able to give them a call, check in, pray with them, somebody that they knew because they're newer to the church. And this was the first thing they've been involved in. So that's the planning center people suite, which is free. Yeah. You don't even have to have an account like you know? any other app to use that people. And so I was able to call them. Uh, and so now an elder and a pastor has now connected with them and they feel super loved and, and protected by the church because we were able to go in and figure out, oh, this is what they were a part of. And then we were able to go more effectively minister to people. So like, yes, Towards we that. love Planning Center because of what they do for our services, but they have so many other apps outside of just what they do for the services that can make a huge impact on the kingdom. Holla. Holla at your boy. <laughs> Holla at your church management software. <laughs> Dude, so we're this week at my church, we're doing something we don't normally do. We are introducing two brand new songs. Whoa. Okay. Double, it's, the double dip. It's the double dip. And so um, it, I just was wondering, like, so I know already in the, this these first probably six or eight weeks, we had three songs that we were going to introduce. And so we are introducing Valley by Chris McClarney. Mm-hmm. We're introducing There's Nothing That Our God Can't Do by Passion. Mm. And then we also, last week, uh, we introduced Holy Water by We the Kingdom. Ooh. Now, I there is probably an argument that could be made. I don't know how congregational Holy Water is, but it's this like swampy country. And so like we started this last weekend and right and the drums kind of kicking in and like the singers are all like getting into it and my senior pastor walks into the booth and he goes this song is nasty and he just <laughs> he was he was just loving it so much so like those are three songs that we're going to really start bringing out to our people right now so is there anything new that you guys are doing at mount pleasant uh yeah we're doing uh, we're introducing there's nothing that our god can't do this weekend as oh, well for real? yeah that's, that's awesome a, and i i think we can officially say that song is a banger Okay, have you heard what now they're saying about songs? What? They'll say, that song slaps. Ooh, that song does slap. It does slap. It does slap. And it's, and it's a great, it's very singable. It's, it's just a great proclamation. Like there is something to be said for a group of people unifying around an idea like that and proclaiming it together. Powerful. There's nothing that our God can't do. That's, That's powerful, right. right? That's kingdom stuff. So yeah, yeah, we're introducing that one. And um, one that I have been wanting to do for a long time that we're going to roll out in a few weeks is uh, another in the fire. Really? Yeah. Man, I've wanted, I've wanted us to do that. We just did, um, we did King of Kings mm-hmm. is another one that we have released to lately to the people. That one, another one too, like where you're just like singing the gospel back together as one. You know. Yep, absolutely. And I and I tell you, the old Waymaker is just Slapping. um dude, it is so good. And our church our church is uh probably a little more on the conservative side. But when we start the intro to that one, they know it's coming. You can see people like kick it into gear out in the congregation. It's pretty dude, cool. is there any better feeling than that when you see it like on people's faces and you're just like Let's so do good. This. It's so good. Yeah, you're like suck it, devil. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we go kick you in the face. Yeah, and I'm super excited. I, I don't know. Is the new Vertical Church album out yet? That's I thought a- I saw somebody posted something about it. Um, and then I, Elevation just recorded another live album, Ooh. so I'm super excited for that. And then the rest of the Passion coming. album. There's yes. a lot of good stuff coming down the line. Absolutely. Would you agree with this statement? As a seasoned worship leading veteran, that means old. No. <laughs> I'm 
It means it means seasoned. <laughs> like, is a steak good when it's not seasoned? It yeah, it's on, good. You know, but when you put the right seasonings on it, does it just get like oh, the yeah. slap? It comes alive, slaps. It comes alive. So that's you. You're you're a steak with all the seasonings. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I saw something this week. So a lot of times, worship leaders are always asking, like, "Hey, what key? What's the right key for this that song? What's the right key for this? What's the right?" Mm-hmm. Would you say that? The right key is the one that works best for your congregation. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And my experience is they just tend to be a little lower than those original recordings, just because like, (laughs) here's the deal. If you've ever, if you have an early, like our earliest service on Sunday is at 915. Okay. And sometimes if we, if we test a key and you can see the, the dudes out there just kind of wondering what do, I, yeah. what do I do with this? I can't sing. Yeah. I can't sing this. So, but I do think that's, you know, congregations are different. And um, one of our jobs is to know our congregation, right? That's right. Because so, knowing's half the battle. Knowing is half the battle. Yeah. Speaking of, I made a dad joke meme last night about this is how I fight my battles. <laughs> and I got about 800 DMs saying <laughs> high five on the dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Which right. involved you, E-W-E. Yeah. One of the few ideas I've given you that has actually hit. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the thing. Like I have, there has been times and it hasn't been recently that like, uh, Hey, Brian, you're going on vacation. Let me run the account. I'll make the memes. You don't worry about anything. And it just like, it does. Okay. And then Brian comes home, makes one meme, and it's like 400 comments. And you're like, how are you so good at this? Oh, you know what? Here's the thing. Like, at the end of my life, when I stand before the Father, is he going to mention the memes? Nope. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. He's so like, that, that kid's voice cracking? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. He sent us, the kid leading sent us that and he goes hey man you should post this i think people will really dig it yeah that's fantastic do you at this point for doing this for so long do you just see the world as one giant meme now kind of yeah and like everything my, you're like i can meme the crap out of that well my Ooh, and my wife and my and the team at our church they're all like don't meme me <laughs> <laughs> oh man well, dude, let's get into our first uh, segment of the podcast that we like to call Prayer Concerns. Each week on the Worship Leader Props podcast, we like to read the prayer concerns that you guys send us in. And we got a lot this week. Yes, we did. <laughs> I, every time I checked, it was like the email just kind of kept growing and growing. And so <laughs> prayer concerns for, for us are all of the things that people write down on your connection card, your welcome card, uh, in the how can we pray for you section that literally have nothing to do with prayer. Like, hey, we need more bath uh, toilet paper in the bathroom or the lights out in the kid's wing. You know, like we're like trying to sit there and go, man, we just really care about you. We want you to know we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray by name over these things. And people just want to complain about yeah. stuff because let's be honest, they don't have the guts to come tell you themselves. Exactly, exactly. And so, uh, yeah, we like to read those here because we just really believe that it makes the world feel smaller uh, when you hear that there are things that you're dealing with that somebody down the road is dealing with. And so, Brian, what do we what do we got this week? Okay, I got five this week. Mm. Okay, so prayer concern number one. The number of grace. That's right. <laughs> My senior pastor's wife came up to me after a baptism service to tell me she laughs at me when I sing, quote, because let's be honest, it's kind of funny. 
Oh, I love it, dude. dude my, my senior pastor's wife. She she's literally the best. I have I have watched her literally talking to people if they come out complaining about sound or lights or whatever, and she'll just look at them and go, Man, I love we love you guys so much, but why are you still here? Yeah, right. <laughs> How often do you get that? She'll just literally yeah. like looks at me and goes, so why, good. why are you staying here? I love her so, so much. Good. She's awesome. It's so good. All right, number two, we renovated our church building, which was really exciting. We installed new lights, new PA, haze, et cetera, in the auditorium, which was not the norm for our Sunday morning services leading up to this point. On one of the first Sundays, an older member of our church was complaining to my husband, who's on the tech team, about the lights and haze, describing the new atmosphere of the auditorium as a den of iniquity. Oh, snap. <laughs> uh, you know what I would ask him? And this would be terrible, but just to ask him, like, how would you know what a den of iniquity exactly. looks like? Yeah. Have Church you been member. iniquiting lately? <laughs> Come on, Cecil. I don't know if his name was Cecil. It just feels like his name might, might be Cecil. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. Oh, got got my cold going. <laughs> Cecil. <laughs> okay. Is Cecil wearing overalls? <laughs> probably, probably in a big old straw. Oh hat. gosh. <laughs> okay. Here's number three. <laughs> no, okay. Number. You got me with Cecil. Hold on. Because <laughs> I just see it. I just see it. Okay. Every church okay. has a Cecil. Man. I'm, I'm gonna leave Cecil behind. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Number three is one of those back and forth ones. Okay. So these are my favorite ones. Okay. Her. Whatever happened to the song "Climb, Climb Up Sunshine Mountain"? The worship leader. I know that song. Help me out. What is Sunshine Mountain? What does that song mean? Her. Well, I don't know, but the kids don't sing it anymore, and I want to know why. <laughs> Worship leader. I'd say it's because we don't know what it means. <laughs> Her rolls eyes and walks away. <laughs> climb, climb up Sunshine Mountain. Yeah. Would her name be Cecilia? Cecilia. There were hand motions, too, I think, with that one, like a little climbing. Do you know that song? I do not climb, climb up Sunshine Mountain. It's like Sunshine a children's Mountain, church. Is Sunshine Mountain located in Beulah Land? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's hit let's hit up Sunshine Mountain. Extra Beulah, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, number four. Our church was having a worship night. A grown gentleman and his daughter were expressively worshiping God near the front of the sanctuary. A lady came toward, I'm sorry, a lady came forward to them, stopped them from worshiping, and told them to move to the back row because they were being distracting to everyone else. Come to find out, the lady that talked with them was the pastor's mother. <laughs> Later that week, the pastor took the gentleman out to lunch to apologize. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, fam. Okay, okay. There, there are things that knowing your congregation, we'll go back to that, right? There are things that mm -hmm. maybe are appropriate in your setting and maybe things that kind of are going to push the envelope. It's going to have to slap pretty hard to go tell somebody, hey, stop that and move yeah. to the back row. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Good, man. Yeah. Okay, here's number five. This is the last one in the bottom of the old pudding cup. And I quote, your lights are brighter than the streets of gold. Please turn them down. Jesus isn't happy. 
Oh my goodness. Brighter than the streets of gold, which that's pretty bright. That is super bright. Super bright. Well, guys, thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Probs podcast. All you have to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com. Click on the prayer concerns tab. And right there, we got a quick and easy form that you can fill out. And you'll see we don't ask for your name. We don't ask for your church's name. Uh, we'll keep it completely anonymous. And so thank you for being part of the podcast. Mm. So here's a thought that I've been kind of wanting that's been on my heart and I'm sharing a lot. So like I lead our production meetings at our church. And so I always like, we run through the planning center map and then some kind of a power Devo thought to get them kind of fired up. And so I just thought I would share a little bit real quick, kind of what's on my heart uh, for all of us that are listening right now. So coming in this new year and I know like we get in that thing, like resolutions and all those kind of things. But like, I think one of the things the Lord's been reminding me in this, this new year is this, like, it can get really easy when you like, like for our church, man, we like, we got a template now. The The worship services are rocking. People are practicing. We're ready to roll. And it gets really easy just to kind of like get into this groove. Um, and then like to start like maybe staying back in the green room and not going out and seeing people and things like that. And so like um, the Lord reminded me of a verse in Galatians where it talks about uh, do not grow weary in doing good for in due season you will reap. Yeah. And it talks about, uh, it goes on to the next verse where it talks about like doing the good first to uh, the, the the believers. And then from there, you, you, you do good onto everyone, but it starts with like your church people and then over. And so like what I've been sharing with my, my group is, is this, like, you know, we've seen a lot of growth. We've seen a lot of good things, but I also feel like I sense a little bit of complacency and just like, you know, where we're at. And so for you and your churches out there, like, man, let's not grow weary in doing good. Let's not get stuck in the green room. Let's not get stuck just talking to the same people we know. Like, let's get out there. Let's go love on some people. Can you imagine, like, if you were a new person coming into a church and you're the lead guitar player, right? And you're out and you're just saying, hi, oh, hey, you know, so this, my name's Jeremy. You don't even have to tell them what you do or anything. Thank you so much for coming to, to church today. We're so glad you're here. We love you. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, that was, you're the first face, the first personality they talk to. And then they see you up on stage playing electric guitar and they're going to go, that's the guy that came like, you don't understand the impact. I would honestly say the impact in that it will be greater than any guitar lick, any vocal solo, anything you do on stage, all that stuff is good. It honors God. It leads people to the throne room. But like when God gives us this platform for us to go up on, man, get out there, use that platform, go love on some people, go last week, Keith and talked about like, this is some potentially could be somebody's first time ever yeah. coming to church. And that conversation could be what opens their heart to hearing the mm-hmm. gospel truth and them mm-hmm. taking that in and connecting to the life changing power of Jesus Christ. So Amen. let's not grow weary this year, guys. Let's just, let's, let's do this thing. Amen. Amen. I got nothing to add to that. I don't even know where that came from. It's just, that's a me. boom. Gingy snap. That's a gingy snap right there. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into part two of our conversation with Mr. Keithan. Carol. Hmm. So let's talk a little bit. Like you consult with a ton of churches. Like, I mean, while, while, yeah, Christ fellowship was your main deal. Like you're, you're in and out of churches all over South Florida, like specifically in like the tech world of stuff. What are, what are some things maybe you're seeing that like, you're just like, Oh, I just wish, I wish churches would think about this or, you know what I mean? Like, is there any like recurring themes you find Going in from church to church to church that you're like, oh, if I could just 
if I could have just got 10 minutes with them before they would have made that decision. You know what I mean? So I think there's three things. There's three Ooh, main okay. things. I would say um, personnel, meaning okay. um, a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times <laughs> they don't, they, they, they hire someone to do 20 different jobs. <laughs> and realistically, they can't do 20 different jobs. They can maybe do two jobs efficiently. Yeah. But realistically, they're great at the one thing that they were applying for. Yeah. Um, so that's one. So hire, hiring more people. Um, oh. That I think that's one of the things is looking at what your your I'm going to use this terminology, but it's not the right term. It's supply and demand. So how okay. much am I doing as a church? And pulling on this individual from if he doesn't have a family, that's one thing. But what ends up happening in that situation is even if they don't have a family, they still get burned out from church. And what really happens is if they don't have a firm foundation in God, they end up burning out from God because they tie church to God. Mm -hmm. Yes. So preacher keys. <laughs> so it, it's one of those where it's hard to make sure you tell such younger guys that you hire because you can get them cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How to identify like, Hey, someone that's pouring into their life. Like if this doesn't work out, it's not God. This building is just a building and the people working in it are people. It would be just like working for Chick-fil-A, Burger King, whatever. They're people. They're going to mess up. They're going to fail. So I think that's the that's one of the biggest things. One of the biggest thing. Second thing is a lot of time um, people, churches buy things um, like gear, stuff like that quickly without actually consulting someone or consulting a second person. Um I'm I'm trying to phrase this politically, right? Not just throw it out there. Uh, um, a lot of times churches will go and buy the cheapest thing on the market because, well, that'll get us by. That's what us do, but not look at the five year plan. Ooh, not look at good. okay. Well, if I spend a hundred thousand dollars more right now. It, this is going to last me 10 years. So my return on investment is way higher versus me spending $50,000. And in two years, I got to spend another $50,000 mm-hmm. and just yep. throw this piece of gear away. Um, that that sort of stuff is what I'm finding also. Um, and now that China has really hit the market, people are just going directly to China. Yeah. Or LED walls, knockoff stuff. Like, so I, I'm noticing that versus, you know, finding a trusted integrator um, that you trust. Like, that's one of the things I can say for Christ Fellowship. We found the integrator that we liked and we've stuck with them. Um, and that's one of the things that I encourage people is like, it's like your mechanic. An integrator is like your mechanic. It's you built the trust. You're going to take your car to him and you know they're going to take care of your car. And if they come out and say, hey, you really need to do this. Okay, let's do it. Or I can't afford it right now. 
I'll come back and get it done. Mm-hmm. It's the same with an integrator. It's someone you trust, someone you know is not just trying to take your money, but someone that's going to walk the path with you and shares the same vision of the church and of the leadership. Then that way you accomplish the goal that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can so, we, can we, we've spent a little bit of time talking about integration and like finding one. Like, okay, if I'm, what are the things I should be looking for? And I still want to get to number three. I forgot about okay. number three, but no, I'm no, no, sitting here fine. for just a quick second. In your time doing this, like if I'm a church and maybe I'm a church of 150 people, we're building a new building. What are the things that you would be looking for when securing an integrator for some sort of a project? So I, I think one of the things I'm looking for when I'm looking for integrator is basically do they share the same vision as my pastor? So when they Ooh. come in, and we've already talked, obviously, on the phone, blah, blah, blah. But when they come in and they sit down with senior leadership, myself, blah, 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 they're, they see the vision. They bring something else to the table and say, hey, you can accomplish this this way without actually doing this. We can save you a little bit of money doing this. We can, like, they, they're almost, they identify with you and start walking the path with you in the journey. Versus, well, you know, if you get this, if you get that, l- let me upsell you. Because what I what I find with smaller churches, they don't have the Jeremy, they don't have the Keith, and they don't have the tech guy to look at it and be like, oh, you don't need that. Why are you doing that? So the integrator is like, well, you need this, this, and this, and then the Jeremy, the Keith, and or whoever comes in and like, why'd you buy that? Well, they told us we needed that. Yeah. So. I hope that answers the question that you were asking. Oh, no, that's good. And then, like, I've heard, I mean, I don't know, like, I've heard Andrew Stone, the um, uh, gentleman who was the uh, production director for Church on the Move, and he, he passed away last year. Like, I mean, do you even going into the conversations of asking, like, hey, when we do this, how much over cost are you charging me? Like, well, he, he was, was always, always a big, big deal in going in. Like, he would not work with anybody who would charge him more than 10%. Now. He's one of the largest churches in America. He could probably get away with that. So, but if again, if I'm in that church of 150, 200, can I still have those conversations? Yes, you can. Absolutely. I encourage you to do, have those conversations because realistically, most companies will do a cost plus. They'll open up their books and like you see what they're charging and go from there. Um, yeah. I would encourage those calls. I like a lot of times you'll get a quote and it's not itemized. I will not get a quote for any of my vendors without it itemized. Yeah. Because I want to see it. Because I I know what it costs. And so I'm like, no, we can get that a little lower. Even with your markup, we can get that a little lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand. One of the things I tell vendors that I deal with now, I totally understand you have to make money. And I promise you. I'm going to make money for you, but you have to also come and meet me halfway Um, because it's doing you no good to sit on the shelf. If I can use it and you make $300 this week on it. Yeah. Um, I think what's important, what's important to me in that is like, I don't want like, you know, we have some of these conversations, you listen to the big boys and what they're doing and you think to yourself, well, obviously a church on the move, I can't do something. You can like, it's okay just because maybe you're in a smaller situation. Go in with some confidence. 
don't let somebody just come in and go, oh, you know, you need eight Axiant Digitals for your church of 150 people with an analog Allen and Heath console. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's okay <laughs> to ask questions. It's right. okay to ask to see what the bottom line is. Like, go in there and be like, once you, that, those are the ways that you're going to help continue building that trust. If they're going to, will they be open-handed with absolutely like, here, here, here's my right. itemized numbers. This, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. but I also just say, I want you to know, they're like, Hey, feel confident to go in there. No matter what size church you are with an integrator, and stand your ground a right way to put it. Like I, I've heard Keith and say this, and I love this. Like many times in the church, every, Every dollar we use to buy gear, to buy songs on praise charts, to get our multi-tracks, that is somebody's hard-earned money that they have given back to the Lord, and it's our job to steward all of those things. This is all part of those conversations with integrators. Right. This is our job to steward well the money that God has given our church. So go in there and steward it well, and don't, don't just go in and go, oh, okay, well, they're the experts. I guess I have to say yes to everything. You don't. Yeah. Like, like you... you, you be confident, be strong, and lead and steward your money well. Well, two things to that point. One of the things that my um, the, our um, business exec always said when we went into any major meeting, when we're talking millions of dollars, he said, hey, I don't want us to forget the widow's might. Hmm. There is a widow giving their last dollar when they should be feeding their kid, but they're, they're sacrificing, trusting that God's going to bless them. So... We can't, because we have a surplus in our bank accounts, just go and spend it on whatever we want. We have to sit here and really think through and do the right thing. So that's that's one thing that always sticks with me. The second thing I tell every church, call another church. Yes. Get get rid of your pride. Call, Call Christ Fellowship. There's... 23 of us on staff. There's eight of us. No, sorry. Five of us on the core team that will be willing to take your phone call, help you call someone. That's right. There's several mega churches around. Call them. Say, hey, we're looking to do this. We send you all this. Even if you have to pay $50, which I guarantee you want to pay nothing. Hey, can you come in look at our look at our look at our building? This is what they're proposing. What do you suggest? Yeah. I'm doing a project right now in Alabama for free, basically. Just because wow. I know the first time they did this, they got raked over the coals and the company went out of business within three months. Oh wow. So they've lived like this for 10 years. And now, finally, upgrading and getting everything back right. So I'm like, I would rather spend money out of my own pocket than to see you suffer again. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So can I ask you a question? Wait, real quick. Okay. I want you to, but we don't need to, we need to forget. There was a third thing in the other question about what you're seeing. I I don't don't want to forget that. I did. Oh, I forgot it. There was three that I had. Yeah. But I for, I totally forgot it. It was, ask the question Personnel. again. What was the, what was the question? Uh, what are some of the things you're seeing in churches that are like a recurring, like, man, if I Personnel, could just got 10 gear, minutes with There it is. Personnel, gear, and then pay. Mm. Pay oh. a man what he's worth. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, <laughs> when, when you look at facilities and production, those are two of the hardest working ministries. Not that all ministries don't work hard, but they're two of the hardest working ministries in church. Correct. The third one I would say would be children's ministry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I understand um, we pay for a skill set. Like, we'll pay an audio guy a lot more than we'll pay a production manager for our the TD or whoever we want to call them in the church sometimes because we're like, well, they're especially. But then we forget the production manager is who's ultimately it all falls on. They're the ones yeah. responsible for recruiting the volunteers, training the volunteers, making sure everything's covered, making sure the outside rooms outside of the worship centers are covered, like the whole nine yards. So I, I think the third thing for me is pay. I, I If you get into ministry thinking you're going to be rich, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But good people, faithful people, loyal people, I feel like, Hey, pay them because they've showed their worth and what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's my third, that was my third thing. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Thank you. I wanted to make sure because there's going to be some A types out there. That, oh, he only got two things down. I need the third. <laughs> like okay, those so ladies t- every week, they're like, Pastor Jeremy, can we go to the back room? Can I take a picture of the slide that I missed? <laughs> Okay, so tell me this. We're, we talk a lot on here about uh, building a bridge between the platform and the booth. So for somebody who's done what you've done in the places that you've done it, what would you say what, what would you say is a thing or a couple of things that comes to the surface that you wish the people on the platform knew? So I, I so <laughs> one of the things I learned, <laughs> A long time ago from a pastor, he said, the Holy Spirit knows what he's going to do Sunday, three weeks ago, a month ago. So don't look at most tech guys are uh, black and white. There is no gray. So (laughs) when you come to them and say, well, I really feel the Holy Spirit moving. Well, is it the Holy Spirit or do you just feel like you want to change your song. You know what I mean? That's, well, being realistic. So I think one of the things to bridge that gap, um, what I found is one, being intentional about your worship sets and your what you're doing uh, on platform, um, making sure that your instruments, your your band members, your vocalists, they come in prepared. Um, because it's already hard enough for that sound guy to get a great mix, but knowing when the vocalists come in first thing in the morning, they're really not going to sing. They're going to sandbag. They're going to stay back that, you know, they have their coffee in their hand, stuff like that. So I think building community. So like, especially with the guys that's at front of house, it's like building that community, especially for churches that have multiple worship leaders and bands that come in and out just been able to do life together because then at that point it helps bridge that gap i feel and that's what i found is knowing the heart of my worship pastor 
Because then that oh, way, yes. when he says, hey, I really want to change this, and my volunteers be like, oh, not again. I can now. No, 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 no. Remember, he doesn't change things all the time. And I can defend him and or her. So I keep saying him. Sorry about that. Uh, but I yeah. can then defend them and be like bringing all unity. But also the volunteers begin to learn the worship pastor and the band. And now it's all one community versus a them and us. Because a lot of times that's what ends up happening is, well, it's the worship ministry and the production ministry. Well, no, yeah. we're all one ministry. That's what we are. You can't sing without me. I can't do my job without you. If you don't sing, I don't have a job. If you don't play, I don't have a job. That's right. My job is to help you usher the presence of the Lord in, not distract. So if we're not in unity with one another, then that's hindering the Holy Spirit from moving and hindering you from doing your job and me from doing my job. I hope I answered some of that question. Absolutely. Oh, yes, That's you great. did. Yeah, you didn't. You hammered it. You didn't just answer. It's good. <laughs> yeah, definitely bringing it home right there. Um, what? What's your biggest pet peeve when you walk into churches? <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Honestly, I don't know what my biggest pet peeve is. I, I, I believe in excellence. I believe God um, requires excellence in it. Not perfection, but excellence. So okay. one of the things I ask myself all the time is, am I doing this in a level that's representing God? Because realistically, what we end up forgetting a lot of times, probably every day of our lives, is we are not working for men. We're working for God. And so if God was standing right beside you, would you be, oh, I'm just on Facebook, I'm just chilling, or during the worship service, and you've known, now we're we're at Sunday, and you've known like, oh, well, the floors didn't get swept, or we really didn't rehearse this song, but we can just get through it. We didn't really mix the way we were supposed to mix, the lighting is just totally just flash and trash and just killing everybody in their eyes. And so like, you know, like that sort of, the lyrics are not matching up or this background's moving at 120 BPM and the song's only 50 BPM. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, it's, I, well, I guess my pet peeve would be is (laughs) (laughs) getting back to what I said before. It's someone's first experience. So, yeah. With a world where everything is already at a high level. You go to a concert, you watch a video, it's already great majority of the time. So when they walk into church and they look around and our lighting doesn't look good, this haze doesn't look like a haze, it looks like a smoke machine, so it now looks more like a club, what are they getting? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think that would be my pet peeve. It's like, hey, just just think of it as an excellence. Like, we have to execute this for our first-time guests. Not only our first-time guests, but our people that are local and come every Sunday. But we have to execute to a standard that we're consistent 
and we can hit it. Don't try, if I'm a 150-member church, I'm not going to try to be Christ Fellowship. Yeah. I don't don't need to be Christ Fellowship. I need to be me. That's what God has created us to do. One of the things that sold me so the first year in one of the staff meetings, Pastor Todd says, do not talk about the 150-member church down the street. You know, they're doing what God has called them doing because they're doing what God has called them to do. And it's allowing us to do what we're doing because they're praying. They're helping us to do what we do. Yeah. yeah. So when he said that, I was like, oh, I'm all in. Sign me up where you guys need me. Uh, so it's just one of those where that's I think that's the biggest. I think that would be my pet peeve is. OK, here it is. Let's do it at a standard that we can sustain and it's excellent. Let's Amen. not try to be something we're not. Amen. That's good. Amen. Amen. Hey, so Keith, and if we could get like every worship, uh, every player, every singer, worship leader, every production person, we got them all in some kind of giant arena and we gave you a microphone to stand up and talk to them, what would you feel compelled to say? I think what I would be compelled to say is enjoy the moment, live in the moment, don't pass it up, don't be thinking about the next Sunday, the next Wednesday, the next service, live in the moment and follow what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. Mm-hmm. I think that would be that would be my summing up hey, just, just live in this moment. If you're leading, lead with all you got. Mm. If you're mm. mixing, mix with all you got. Oof. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. There's nothing uh-huh. wrong with saying, hey, I don't know. Mm. That right. actually shows more maturity than you trying to get through it and still messing up. So... That would I mean, that would be my advice. That's awesome. Keith has got plenty of phone calls for me, bro. That's I don't awesome. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic. So funny tech stuff, right? Yeah. So Keithan is like a world class production guy. Well, he left his speakers on when we recorded, so his speakers are feeding back into his microphone. And so I texted him. I was like, bro, do you realize how much work you had to give me? <laughs> he felt so bad. But, you know, <laughs> it just goes to show, even when you're the best of the best, sometimes things happen. It happens, man. It happens. But I love that guy. And this this, this second half of our, that interview was like pure gold. Yeah, he he is. He brought fire. Yeah, he brings he brings the fire. He's also really good at Call of Duty, too. Played <laughs> that with him. Is <laughs> it lighting you up? Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 63 of the Worship Leader Props podcast. Um, huge congratulations, by the way. Is it to Hope Church? Hope Church, Danville, in Virginia. Danville, Virginia for winning the the Five Words Media. They're going to get a uh, AVL install up to $200,000. Yeah, so cool. Uh, compliments of Five Words Media. And so we're super excited. And uh, we're going to get to go out and go meet those guys yep. and kind of be a little bit involved with the, the process. So we're yep. just... Man, God is just doing things. He is, man. Thanks for all who uh, engaged in that contest and who watched the uh, announcement on Friday. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, dude. So, guys, thank you so much. Uh, don't forget, go wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Like, subscribe, um, get, leave us a review. Only five stars, please. Yep. And uh, yep. don't forget, you can go to our website and you can buy some merch. You can also go there, uh, put in your prayer concerns. And so we're just so thankful for you, the Worship Leader Probs Nation. And until next time, see ya. Deuces. Deuces.